The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. All right, welcome to another Saints Happy Hour Quick Shot. This week, we got John Hendricks, the managing editor of Canal Street Chronicles. First time ever, John was nice enough to join us because he's out at practice. So, John, thanks for joining us. Appreciate you having me, man. All right, so we got to get into it because we only got 10 minutes, as people know. So, the first thing, I was thinking about this today, John. We, we argue about corners, about are they good, are they bad. We argue about pass rush. We argue about who they're going to replace with, with Fairley, right? But one thing is, their centers without Unger can't fucking snap the ball. And am I being overly dramatic to think a bad snap or two, John, is like a blocked field goal almost? I, it would, we would be break, we'll be breaking things if they go to Minnesota and play great and lose because of two bad snaps. Should I like, am I like being crazy about this or is this something we should worry about? Well, look, I mean, it's it's fundamental football, you know, obviously, and, and specifically you're having, you're seeing Josh Laribius and, and Jack Allen having some issues with their shotgun snaps. Kind of a big deal if you're the New Orleans Saints <laughs> offense. So, yeah. But, you know, it's not just that. It's also in the, the, as we saw today in practice, long snappers are having issues. They had oh, some really Lord. low snaps to Thomas Morstead. And look, dude, I, I don't even <laughs> have to tell you and, and no. fans, but – it, it, one bad snap could mean if your your, your quarterback's going to be there or not or get pulverized. So it's going to be a big deal. And they really, like Peyton says, got to clean it up. Oh and, God! Uh, look, I mean, <laughs> they got to do it in a quick way. Well, what are they? What are they? First thing, and, and here's the thing: I do not want to have an argument about Drew Brees that he didn't jump on the ball in a key moment of the game because Drew Brees got his shoulder destroyed from going on a fumble or whatever so he'll make a business decision and i would hate to say for him to cost the game but john what are they gonna the long snapper that's a totally different thing because they got they're gonna have a new one but what are they gonna do at what are they gonna do at center if the guys that you just the two guys you just mentioned keep being terrible and Unger isn't ready what are they gonna do well, look, I mean, I know that uh, Senio Calamete has been, he, you know, he's back from PUP, so he's getting a little bit more uh, reps in. You know, he's kind of running with some of the second team, doing snaps with them. So that might be something to keep an eye on there. Is it maybe the long-term fix? I don't know, man. You know, it's his training camp. We got a hot takes flowing everywhere, and, and people that are making their own decisions, you know, and we got preseason right around the corner, so then that's when we're really going to hit the destruct button. But, I mean, look, they got to get it fixed. You're hoping Unger is back by week one. He seems optimistic. I say there's been kind of conflicting because Peyton said, oh, we should have him back third week of preseason. He's saying more like week one. I don't know about that. But if I'm the Saints, I'm keeping a really close watch on some of the people that are going to fall through the cracks when they have the, the roster cut down. And then I made a yeah. joke, Nick Mangold, where is he going to fit into this equation? He's still out there. So Yeah, the hardest thing on Mangold, though, is, is if they feel like Unger is going to be back, um, it's going to be – I think it's a hard sell for him to be like, hey, Nick, come and play for a month and then Unger will be back. You know, because at least with, with Olin Krutz way back when, you know, they didn't <laughs> have a center and the pitch to him was – come and be our starting center and he was done and washed up and he quit in the middle you know he, he bailed but 
uh, I don't know if the pitch to Mangle can work. You know, uh, you know the only th- way I see it, and this is what I told somebody because I had the same thing, and I said, look, if Mangold's coming off of that ankle injury, teams are going to want to know what what he has yeah. in the tank. And the Saints have been team where you know players will come in and kind of audition for another team, and Peyton could be somebody who says, well, let's bring him in, at least do him a favor. I don't know why particularly, but that could be a scenario that yeah. actually plays out. So, I mean, you know, you never know what happens with Sean Payton running things, and, you know. And here's and here's another thing, you know, we, we focus on the bad, you know, the bad snaps in the Minnesota game that it would, you know, we it would suck if the Saints played awesome and they lose because of a bad snap on a uh, get another field goal blocked or a bad snap over Drew Brees head and it cost them the game. But a bad snap even in the second or third preseason game could be monstrous chaos and something could happen to Brees. So I mean, you re- like they really got to get this this sorted out because it's a detriment to Breeze's health, even for like yeah, the, I mean, even for like the first preseason game, right? Uh, well, look, you don't want to have issues, and obviously, you're gonna know really quickly, uh, you know, whether or not uh, Laribius feels comfortable. Um, he's gonna be tested, obviously, and and you know, a center's job obviously is not just to snap the ball. He's got to pick up assignments, pick up pre-snap reads, things like that, but. You know, Peyton talks a, a highly of Laribius. Again, he reiterated it. Laribius is really a smart player, a guy that they really trust and, and value. But, of course, obviously the epidemic is coming, and his words exactly exactly when describing his shotgun snap specifically. So, obviously, in true Peyton fashion, we'll get that cleaned up. That's what we're hoping for oh right my there. God. If they have a bad snap in that first preseason game, Peyton, I'm, I, the, the Peyton press conference on the internets after it's going to be fire. Um, so the second thing I want to talk to you about is, look, the corner injuries, bro, he's still not playing. Lattimore, the, the knee sprain, they say it's a knee. Did he tweak it? Did he sprain a hip? They say he's going to be back soon, but we can't get into that really because you don't know. But Ken Crawley, it seems like he's making plays, getting interceptions every day. Is it for real? And how much different in your opinion, does he look from last year when he played in the in they he got forced into action in games? Well, a couple of things on it. You know, first of all, um, I, you know as well as I do, you can't put all your faith in your basket into uh, what happens at training camp. Yeah, it's good, but at the same time, I don't think that's a true litmus test for a player. I, I really look at, you know, preseason and stuff, uh, game situations are being a, a real big thing. Um, but with Crawley specifically, look, he's making the plays today. He, uh, he went two for two in one-on-one drills. He, he broke up a pass against uh, Willie Sneed. That was a deep ball. Um, he's real physical off the line of scrimmage with Brandon Coleman on one play. Might have got a, a flag thrown if it was a real, you know, drill. Um, and then you you look at some of the goal-to-go situations. He, uh, you know, Mike Thomas on a slant. You really don't stop him there. But he comes back and, and kind of has a little bit more success than some of the other plays. So, look, I, I think Crawley's one of those guys, uh, and I told Gus Kattengell this earlier on ESPN Sports Radio, that um, – you know, look, he's he's matured. He's one of those rookies that were thrown into fire. And he's one of those players that obviously maybe that experience is actually proving to be a good thing for the Saints for a change. And, you know, only time's going to tell there. But it's encouraging to see what he's doing now with the snaps he has. Yeah, and the one thing about Crawley that, that you know, that Andrew Juge had mentioned a couple times that I, I didn't even catch was at Colorado, they just don't really teach their corners 
really well how to find the ball and certain techniques. And Crawley was like, in Colorado, they never taught me that. I, I didn't even know it. And, and, you know, now I'm learning it. So maybe his problem of finding the ball, which was his big issue, a lot of times last year he was in the right spot and he just couldn't make the play or didn't. I felt like his, his ball awareness was bad. Maybe that's a thing that he that they can, the Saints can really teach him because he didn't really know how to know, do. And if, if that's the case, and he can just get, like, a little bit better at that, he could be an okay, serviceable NFL corner that you, that, put it this way, he won't, he's potentially, John, not a black hole if you put him at corner. And that was the problem with him last year, is when the Saints put him in against the Raiders, the Raiders are like, that guy, throw it at that guy. Again and again right. and again, and if he can just not be that, he'll be, it, it'll he'll be a good NFL corner and he'll have a career. Yeah, it, you know it's funny you mentioned the ball skills and talking about Colorado because I'm sitting here watching this uh, NFL Hall of Fame game and Chidobe Awuze had a, a real good play and he couldn't locate the ball. It's funny you even bring that up, but another Colorado guy. So maybe there's something to that. But look, I, this is a situation where I don't think Aaron Glenn gets enough credit for what he's brought with the secondary um, for the Saints. And, and you know, I, and Glenn's a, he was a good corner when he played. Um, I think he's a, only getting better with some of the people that he brings in, you know, with this defense. But Crawley, you know, I, I think Marcus Williams said it best talking about the secondary, that they put in a lot of film study, um, you know, not just where it's it's mandated. You know, they, they look at it a lot more. So maybe Crawley's one of those guys that's picking it up more. Um, you know, for him, he's got a real legitimate shot to make it probably as the fourth or fifth cornerback. Uh, really, I think the litmus test for those guys when you go deeper on the roster is how you play on special teams. Um, but, you know, look, if, if Ken Crawley's out there on an island this year, uh, from what we've seen so far, I'm feeling 100 times better than I was last year. Let's, well, let's it's put not, it that way. It's not hopeless. Okay, we got 45 seconds left, John. Give us two things that you were really going to be focused in, because the starters probably aren't going to play more than maybe a quarter of that first preseason game. Give us two things that you were really going to be locked in on about the Saints that first preseason game. Uh, look, it's it's all about defense for me, and specifically I'm looking at the linebackers in secondary, um, and you know uh, probably a little bit more of the defensive tackle and seeing the kind of push they get without Nick Fairley. But that linebacking group, look, I'm telling you, they they really have made some big impressions. Mm-hmm. I think they've gotten faster, and I think Mike Nolan is doing some really good things there. I want to see if that linebacking group is as good as it can be, um, and you know how terrible it's been in years past, so. I'm really looking at that. And then obviously the secondary, you seeing if these cornerbacks are really making the growth and especially that safety group, what are they going to do when it, when it comes time to, to reading packages and blitzes and, and you know how they use uh, other players other than Kenny Vaccaro hovering at the line. Yeah. Two things I'm going to be watching is center snap and also <laughs> Cleve, Cleveland. We know that they're horrible and that's true, but they spent a truckload of money on the offensive line. So I'm going to be seeing their, their offensive line's pretty good now. If the Saints defensive line can hold their own and get a little push, that'll be a real positive sign. I know people will just slough it off and say it's Cleveland, but they spent a shit ton of money, and that offensive line they have is really good. So, anyway, that's what I'll be looking at. John, thanks for joining us. We're out of time. Bye-bye. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! 
And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one. In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more, but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. 